0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church on the Rock. We are so glad to have you here worshiping with us this morning. I wanted to take a moment to kind of bring something to your mind. How many in here are active on Facebook? If you are, I encourage you to take out your phones, even now and check in to show that you are here worshiping with us. This is a way to stay connected and encourage those that are not here to come and join us. At this time, we're about to go back into worship. Please join us and bask
1: in his presence, amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Lord, we bless your name. Nothing is impossible with you, God.
2: name, oh, Lord, when heaven thundered, when the world was born, when life begins and ends in the dust you form, when faith Eu te not me is overcome. Hold on. Burn the seeds to ride right on with the third day gone. The darkness was denied when the storm was gone. Unstoppable God, there's a lonely going on. The impossible things In your name, they shall be good. Unstoppable God, let your love be and on. Impossible things, in your name, they shall be good.
1: Ooh. Come on, how many believe it this morning? Nothing is impossible with our God.
2: your kingdom reigns unstoppable we'll shout your praise forevermore jesus I god come on sing it again we say now. nothing shall be impossible your kingdom reigns unstoppable we'll shout your praise forevermore jesus come on sing it again we say nothing shall be impossible your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise for them, Lord. Jesus, like God, unstoppable. Oh, Lord. Oh. Unstoppable God. Let you blow me, go on and all. Impossible you can't all. You me, all.
1: About to give him some praise this morning. He is worthy amen.
3: Blood poured out for us the weight of
4: for us 2,000 years ago on that cross. Thank you, Lord, that forever you have broken off the curse of sin and death, hell and the grave, and we say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us victory. Thank you, Lord, that we can walk in your liberty and your freedom. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to take time in the middle of our worship to bring our prayer team down to the front, and we will pray with you about anything that you have need for prayer A prayer for but as we were reading in our Bible reading guide yesterday in Matthew uh, chapter 6 this is what the Lord word of the Lord was to me to tell you today don't worry don't worry it says the scripture says I already know what you have need of your Heavenly Father knows what you need so don't worry and that's the word of the Lord to you today don't worry God knows what's going on in your life. He knows the needs that you have. And then he tells us, just seek my kingdom. Live a righteous life. Live for me, and I will take care of you. I will take care of all of those things that are concerning you. So we want to pray with you this morning. We're bringing our prayer team down to the front. And if you are worrying about something, if you are concerned about something, receive prayer this morning. If you need healing, come forward and receive prayer. If you need a breakthrough in your finances, come and receive prayer because your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. And we're going to continue our worship.
3: I was
2: Save you, Lord. set me free, oh God, you set me free to be, free. come on if you're thankful for that this morning, somebody give him some praise for freedom, where
1: he is worthy, amen, what an awesome God he serves. Bless your name. Why don't you turn around and greet your neighbor this morning? Tell him a half yard is in the
2: house of the Lord.
4: church on the rock we are so glad you're here worshiping with us today
5: in the back of the chair in front of you we have a lot of information about our church
4: our inside look lets you know everything about who we are and what we believe in our ministry guide gives you plenty of ways to get connected through classes small groups and outreach opportunities
5: If you're a first-time guest, please fill out the white card in the seat back in front of you, drop in the offering, or you can bring it across the hall to the Connect room where you'll receive a free gift bag.
4: And don't forget about our coffee bar and snacks between Sunday services in the Connect Cafe. We are so glad you're here, and we hope you know there is always a place for you. Here's what's happening at Church on the Rock.
5: We have corporate prayer Sunday, January 8th and 15th from 6 to 7 p.m. in the Church on the Rock Sanctuary. Come and pray with us as we seek God for the new year. Leadership applications are available in the foyer. The new ministry guide will be out in a few weeks, so be sure to turn in your ministry's information to Pastor Mike or Sharon. Bring home a 2017 Accelerate Flyer so you can follow along with our church and start your year seeking God. Our mission team will be packing for their Mexico trip this Friday, January 13th at 10 a.m. Volunteers are needed. Our annual Church on the Rock Women's Conference is March 2nd through the 4th. Deposits are due and spots are still available. If interested, please see Kimmy Ryan. Mission-Minded casserole sell today in the foyer. Pick up an enchilada or chicken spaghetti casserole along with other baked goods to help support the Mexico mission team.
4: Church on the Rock. My name is Abby Gayton. I'm a missionary based in Perth, Australia and I'm a worship leader as well and I get the opportunity to lead a worship conference for you guys the 13th and 14th of January. We're going to be looking at things like worship, prayer, history and research and what those things do in playing a part to reach your community. Um, I've been looking forward to this for about a year now so um, yeah it'd be really great to have you guys come join us. Hope to see you there.
5: Church is now at your fingertips with our brand new Church on the Rock app. Stay up to date with the Bible Reading Guide, where you can read or listen to the daily Bible reading and check it off day by day as we read the entire Bible in one year. Out of town for the weekend, you can live stream the weekend service right from your phone, as well as listen to or watch previous sermons. Click the Give tab for your tithes and offerings and learn what's happening this week under News and Information. Just search Church on the Rock Texarkana in the Android and Apple App Store, connecting you to God, friends, ministry, and the world.
1: Amen. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the year 2017. All right? Hey, hopefully this year you're believing for more. I believe there's a word from the Lord that says there's going to be increase. I believe that's for our church and for us individually. But to have increase, you got to make room for God, and you've got to have your priorities right. And I think one of those, what Lanell said in our uh, prayer time, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. One way to seek God is getting His Word. So hopefully you'll join us as we challenge each other to read our Bible in a year. That was one of the first challenges the Holy Spirit gave me when I first got saved, was to get that whole Bible before my spirit. And it's not that hard, about three chapters a day. And let's do it together, that app. You can just follow along with it and check it off. Also... If you don't have the app, you need to get it. Otherwise, you might even need to update it. So, if you have any trouble or want information, we've got some young people in the foyer. We've got some some powerhouse young people and some college students that'll help you do that update because it is a little, one thing's a little tricky for us. Uh, not as young people, however you put that. Hallelujah. Hey, also a great way to get closer to God is in your prayer time. Individually but corporately we have prayer over the lunch hour on Wednesdays. But tonight we have corporate worship and prayer. There will be a worship band here. Tonight and next week, next Sunday from 6 to 7, so hopefully you'll come to that. And the last thing is a very important time of the year. We get our new information out, those books in the back of your chair, the ministry guide. Maybe your name needs to be in it this year, and leading a small group. And really when I say lead a small group, it's just facilitate a small group. You let the Holy Spirit lead, but it's very easy. Just have some people over, have some snacks, put on a DVD, learn together, and pray at the end. It's that simple. And so hopefully, but we need the information immediately. So if you could sign up, stop by the connect room, check with my wife or myself, or ask one of the forums to sign up. But here's a couple things about small groups they are so important to the life of our church. And uh, they have three functions. The first function is a connection function. It helps people connect to other people, make friends, live life together. The other is a formation function. That's the best place for God to shape and form you is in the context of a small group. And lastly, it's a mission function. It's one of the best ways to reach our community, to reach your family and friends and neighbors to come over to your house or to another place, maybe other than the church, to be able to reach people for Christ. So hopefully you'll be a part of that ministry and sign up or get involved in our small groups when we start in just a few weeks.
6: Pastor? Praise the Lord. Hey, it's great to see you in this brand new year, huh? Well, listen, I want to continue our worship with our morning offering. It's uh, Psalm 96 if you've got a Bible. I'm excited too about this weekend. We have a, our kind of a homegrown missionary, Abby. She and her husband are going to be doing a worship and prayer seminar this uh, Friday night at seven and Saturday morning at nine. So, sure hope you'll be a part. Psalm 96 uh, ties two concepts together: ties our giving and our worship together. It says this in verse eight: Give to the Lord the glory; do His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And I would encourage to, you to see giving is not an obligation, not a law, uh, not because there's a need or an opportunity, but this is an act of worship where I can tangibly and deliberately say thank you to the Lord. I try to marry these together. I, my wife and I have made a commitment that every time we come to church, we bring an offering. Sometimes it's more than others, but we always tie giving into our worship. And let me tell you what, what we do, and perhaps this is a model you might want to adopt, the first thing that we do, and I've done this for 35 years, is we bring our tithes to the Lord. Whenever I receive, I take 10%, I set it apart for God and, and, and His work in, in, in the local house where I'm spiritually nurtured. Some other things that I do is, is I have a heart to take care of poor people, and I know you do too. But sometimes, it just if you leave it till the end, there's nothing left over i 've decided that every time a dollar bill does this and whatever change is left, I put it in a can to uh, to feed poor kids in Haiti. Uh, we have a missionary there, and I know the money's going to feed these kids, and thirty cents thirty cents uh, a day can feed a kid there in haiti so every all the change that I end up with ends up here uh, there 's a big can up front, some people drop money in it, others just bring their can when it 's full, but these are around the church you can get those. I also have uh, dedicated my dollars. <laughs> Whatever's left in the, at the end of the week, dollar bill-wise, I put, I put in that globe, and that goes to buy Bibles. And, and every one of us would agree that, you know, buying Bibles and giving Bibles are important. Well, it doesn't affect my life that much, but it's helping me be deliberate. Anytime Linnell writes our giving, she's always giving to missions. But there's one last thing that I've made a priority that I hope you'll join me, and that's our Imagine More, our building expansion. You know, this service is our fullest service. We've got more seats in the first service uh, on Sunday and Saturday night. But all other areas of our church, we're hoping to to break ground on expanding the whole facility in late April or early May. And uh, so that's our goal. Uh, We try to give something every week to that. And for us, it's $20.17, 2017, just a little kind of little reminder. We do it every week. And then once a quarter, we give something more substantial, whatever we're able to give. And we're going to commit to do that until we move into our new building. And uh, I hope you'll join us on that because it just adds to the momentum of what we do for Christ. We have a great life. We're blessed by God, but we're investing some of what God gives us for eternal value. God bless you, and thanks for supporting your local church.
2: And how deep the Father's love for us, and how vast beyond all measure, that He should give His only Son to make a wretch His treasure, and I. See me grow
6: It was my sins that brought Christ to the cross. How many know he's the one that paid for the things I've done wrong? And that's why we're gathered here today to worship him and honor him because he offers us all forgiveness for our sins and the hope of eternal life and to be with us every day of our life. Come on, give him a big hand today. The Lord Jesus is worthy of our praise. I tell you, neighbor, you're glad to see them this first, second Sunday of the brand new year. Well, it is a delight to be back with you, and I'm glad that you're here. It's cold outside, isn't it? But I believe the Spirit of the Lord is just going to continue just to to be in our midst. You know, one of the things I I miss most when I'm away from, from church, when I'm away from here in particular, is the hunger of God's people for the presence of the Lord. And for us, a worship service is not just a time to sing a song. But it's a time to literally draw close to God. How many of the Bible says if we draw close to God, He draws close to us. And the response is more than a feeling. It's nothing mystical or spooky. But when God is near, God is near. And it's a good thing to be able to sense His presence in His house. Well, I I want you to make your way to Isaiah 54. Uh, I'm starting a new series this morning called Accelerate. Don't hold back. And you say that with me. Say, Accelerate. Yeah, don't hold back. And I've got a couple of pictures to kind of illustrate what we're talking about. These are things we see in the natural. Of course, here's a guy you imagine, and whether it's the Olympics or wherever, but the runner's getting ready to take off, and nothing is happening until that gun sounds, and then a momentum is released when there's an acceleration. His feet push against the blocks, and acceleration happens, and, and he begins to run. Here's one for you that like fast cars. I mean, you know, when you when you mash the gas pedal, you want something to happen. You want to be, you know, you're pushed back in your seat. Well, it's called an accelerator. That's what it does. It it creates momentum. It it moves us forward. And here's my favorite. <laughs> They're accelerating off the water. You're hiding in the duck blind, and they're landing, and they're flying everywhere, and all of a sudden, you push the blind back, and this is what happens after my friends shoot. All the ducks fly away, and they blame their shell. But, but that duck is just sitting on the water, but then when he or she begins to flap their wings, there's movement, there's acceleration, and it takes them somewhere. It brings them to new opportunities, and I want to suggest to you that these are metaphors, this word accelerate for our spiritual life. Because this is the time of the year when we're pausing to look not only at our financial world, our exercise, our diet, but our spiritual lives. And I believe that God's word for us today that it it is indeed a season to accelerate our relationship with God, to go deeper in our walk with God. And that's why we're encouraging you in the month of January to, to take a couple weeks and set aside special times just for you and God if you like to walk or run, and maybe you, you walk with a crowd, well, go ahead and walk your couple miles, but after your friends leave, take another lap, but not for physical exercise, but, but just to be near God and, and pray. I like to listen to talk radio, but I'm turning my radio off and for several weeks and, and just taking that time to pray and, and seek the face of the Lord. This is drawing near. This is going deeper. This is accelerating our spiritual life. We're talking about our lives becoming more spiritually productive. And I've got a little longer introduction this morning, so stay with me. But I want to share with you a, a, a text for the series this month. I believe it's a word from the Lord for us. It is originally penned to ancient Israel and and a picture of her coming out of captivity about the restoration in their life. But Isaiah 54 verse 2 said this, make your tent bigger, stretch it out and make it wider, don't hold back. Can you say that? Don't hold back. back. It is a time to accelerate. Make the ropes of your tent longer and its stakes stronger. The message Bible says make your tents large, spread out, think big. And this is more than a motivational message. There is a, there is a sense just even in our culture, uh, the, the consumer indexes show that consumer confidence has increased. Uh, the, our, our dollar is stronger around the world. There's a number of optimistic projections about the future. And I'm not talking about the issues that catch the eye of secular man. I'm, talk, I'm sharing this scripture because I believe God is saying to his church, saying to you and I as an individual, this is a year to dream bigger. This is a year to to enlarge your capacity, to to stretch out in what you're doing, to believe God, whether it's in your business, your home, your family. It's a year to be able to take a risk. And how many know a risk in the hand of God is a sure thing? It's a year for the church to look beyond her borders, to to be able to to do more for the Lord than we've done in days gone by. But but how many know there's times and seasons in life in which we survive and get by and then there's times when we prosper and stretch out. Yeah. And I suggest to you that this is a season that's in front of you, the days, the years that are ahead of you, a season to en- enlarge the capacity of our lives. But let me know enlargement is not automatic. You're not going to grow deeper spiritually just because you come to church once, once in a while. You're not going to get closer to God. You're not going to do something substantial for Christ. Just because you try it one time, it's got to be automatic. It's got to be deliberate as we accelerate our relationship with God, going deeper in our relationship with Him and serving Him wholeheartedly. And our church is here to help you do that. As you're here early in the year, you're asking yourself the question about the value that the church might add to your life. I suggest to you this is one of the biggest things we can help add to you is a sense of meaning, a sense of significance, an an environment to accelerate your spiritual life. Because here's the deal, if you'd have stayed home this morning and and just watched TV, and I can tell you this from experience, I watch our app when I'm not in church, if I'm not in a physical church building somewhere, I watch our app, but you know what, I can go make a cup of coffee, I can go feed the dog, it's just different, come on, than when you're in the house of the Lord together. And I want to share a little video this morning. It's from one of our church members about how God has changed his life, how he's used this local church, the body of believers to impact his local life. Take a peek at this and I think it'll it'll speak to you. This is his name is Peter.
7: Hi, I'm Peter Corker and I've been coming to Church on the Rock for about 2 years and before coming to church here, I was a lifelong Catholic. I've been Catholic my whole life and I went through a divorce about 2 years ago and I was needing something more spiritually in my life. Um, a friend of mine invited me to church and here and my life has changed dramatically since, since coming here. Um, from the time I walked in the door with the greeters to the worship music, to the messages that Pastor John uh, gave the first few times I was here, I'll never forget, they're on the Gospel of Peter. And so I knew that the Holy Spirit was talking to me, and I knew I'd found a new church home. And so from that point forward, you know, I saw how actively involved the people in this church are with serving God, from ministering um, locally, to going on mission trips, to tithing, and I wanted to be involved with all that, the small groups, and so I went on mission trips, I've been tithing, I've been reading my Bible, I've been providing messages on Facebook. And I just love spreading the word of Jesus. Um, I've, I've been studying the Bible my whole life, but now I can actually talk about it. And, and can't wait. My goal in life is to change, change lives and to bring um, people to Christ. And before coming to this church, that wasn't my focus. So. I could just go on and on and on and ramble, ramble, but I just love this church so much, and there's so much opportunity for us here to be involved um, from the mission trips to tithing. And if you you get involved with this church the way I have, God, I guarantee God's going to change your life. God bless you. Amen.
6: Well, everybody say, God bless you, Peter. This is what we do. This is why we're here, to help people grow spiritually, to help them understand who Christ is, make the first step to Christ, and then grow in their relationship with Christ. Peter is a successful attorney, got kids, but yet something's missing in life. Well, how many know there's a God-shaped hole in all of us and that whole, certainly, coming to worship is a wonderful thing, but taking the next step towards serving the Lord is, is, is where real growth happens. In our church, we, people ask us, well, kind of, what's your church about? And I say, well, here's what we do. It's very, very simple. We really only do four things. We try to help connect people to God, friends, ministry, and the world. Now, I'll talk more about that, but those are our four priorities. And it's the third one that I want to talk to you about this morning is connecting you to what the Bible calls ministry. Uh, words that we might use are, are words like significance, and that's the title of this morning's message, significance, because all of us wants to ha- want to have meaning in life. We all want our life to matter. Uh, we want our life to be more than just fun, and as you grow older in life, it's one thing you think about. What did I accomplish with my life? What did I do with my life? And my friends, I suggest to you that the most important thing or the way to find significance is in serving Jesus. Because everything I do on this earth, if all I do is have fun and work and get this and get that and get bigger things, and before I know it, I've lived my whole life, and there's nothing I've done that's going to outlive me or outlast me. And this is what I want to focus on this morning, is this idea of significance. The definition of significance, it means lasting importance as opposed to something that's unimportant and worthless. And I challenge you to think of anything that you own today, something that's priceless to you, that when you bought that thing, I mean, you thought it was just the best there was. You wanted to guard it and have it all your life. Uh, And whatever it may be, I don't care if it's jewelry, if it's a car, if it's a house, uh, if it's duck decoys. I bought some duck decoys, I don't know, five years ago or so, and they were the, they, I mean, I thought they were the best ones out there, and I bought this little special case to carry them around in to protect them, and now I look at them, and they're just banged up, beat up pieces of plastic. Are, are, are you with me today? But, but life just carries us from one experience, one relationship, one thing to satisfy, and if we're not careful, we've lived our whole life that way, and we've done little or nothing that's meaningful, that will last for eternity. This is what this is what happens. Significance comes by serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to pause this morning and ask yourself the question: what do I want to accomplish with my life? What do I want my, my life to mean? And certainly there's core values we all share. We we all want a happy life. Listen, I was grateful last night to have a house that had a heater in it, it was cold outside. <laughs> we want to be able to provide for our families and you know to be able to have the, the the nice things of life to be able to provide for our futures but there's got to be something bigger than that God forbid but if your obituary was read this year what would it say about you would it would it list your degrees and the accomplish, accomplishments of uh, of your life would they would they show pictures or trophies or would there be a at your memorial service, would be a, there'd be a line of people standing there to say that, 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 that this person led me to Christ. This was the man, this was the woman that discipled me. This was the person that sent money that, that built a church for us because we couldn't afford one for ourselves. This was the person that prayed for me and God used their prayers to bring turnaround or, or healing in my life or my family. It's these spiritual things that will outlast us. And I want to, if I can, just a moment to contrast the, the, the good and the better. Uh, we were sharing this week, we, we, we have a staff lunch once a month, and we all get together and just kind of hang out and develop our relationship as brothers and sisters. And I asked a question. I said, I want you to just share with me some of your personal dreams. And they said, okay, it's your question. You've been thinking about it. You You first. And I'm, I love to garden. It's one of my hobbies. So I thought, you know, I am dreaming about getting an irrigation system, an automatic irrigation system for my garden. And I'd like to build a fence to keep the critters out. I know it won't keep the raccoons out, but I want to keep everything else out. I want to keep the dogs out and the armadillos. And, and, and I want to build two little rock paths. You know, with this, you know, real rock, I want to just lay them a little path to the garden. Of course, I want to shoot some more ducks before duck season's out. And I'm really thinking about turkey season. All these things are good, but they don't have any eternal significance. You can shoot ducks every day. You can, I'll get in your world. You can, you can buy something bigger, finer, or better. It can be a car, it can be a house, it can be jewelry, it can be shoes. You can outdo, what was her name, Amelda uh, Marcos. How many pair of shoes did she have? A thousand pairs of shoes or something. Whatever it is in your world, we've all got something that can capture us. And as we become more successful in life, the more there's out there to, in very real way, distract us from the significant. And this is a tension in life because the Bible teaches that God gives us things to enjoy. You know, uh, 1 Timothy 6, one of the most balanced chapters on material goods, it says, God gives you things to enjoy, but be generous and willing to share. But the challenge in our life is, and, and I, I tell this to my son, hes a, I, you can just tell, you're just around him, watching his life, uh, he's going to be successful, very, as successful he wants, as he wants to be in business. Well, he'll have to make a decision as he goes. They have a beautiful home they live in, about 1,600 square feet, maybe not big enough for kids or whatever the case may be. So then you get them a little more successful, and then you're up to 3,000, and the numbers are just benchmarks then you become the CEO, and then it's, well, I can double that. I could get 10000 or I could get a, a bigger estate, and I'm not saying certain numbers are good and certain numbers are bad, but what I'm saying is, at some point, that house is just bricks and sticks. At some point, you need to say, why don't we take some money this year and try to build a church in an underdeveloped nation in the world? And then as you become more prosperous, why don't we build a church every month, and before you know it, you still have a good life because I mean, no, God blesses us as we give into His kingdom. Given, it'll be given unto you. We don't give to get, but God's favor follows our life. But as we put both hands out there—the hand of enjoyment and the hand of meaning—in serving the Lord, it brings significance in our life. Jesus talked to us about this in Luke 12. He said a rich man had a fertile farm and produced fine crops. Here's a picture of success. Is a picture of increase. If God indeed increases us in the days ahead, the question is, what will we do with our increase? This man asked himself rightly the question, what should I do? But his answer was the wrong one. He said, I'm going to tear down my barns and I'm going to build some bigger ones. Verse 19 said, he told himself, just take it easy. Eat, drink, be merry, have fun. But God said to him, what did it say? You You fool. You're going to die this very night, and, and then who will get everything you work for? Well, you know the answer to that question. The government's going to get their bite of it. Your lawyer is going to get his share for the estate. Your wife's new husband, who is coming to her in her sorrow, is going to get his. And then your kids are going to get the rest. Verse 21, Jesus said this, A person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. Here, again, there's nothing wrong with enjoying life, but but if that's all that we do is have fun and enjoy life, it's a wasted life. And the same thing applies to someone that has the potential to buy a 10,000 square foot house, then someone's questions about how I'm going to furnish a 1,000 square foot apartment. Are you with me today? Because whether our question is between a 50-inch TV that takes all the money I have Or a 40-inch TV and allows me to help a missionary, to pay my tithe, to to help the poor, whatever the case may be. It's this question that we all ask ourselves early in January, and my challenge for you is to set yourself now that I'm going to leave a lasting legacy of spiritual significance with my life. See, because one day we're going to stand before Christ on Judgment Day, and I don't want to stand there waving a turkey tail at him. Are you with me today? It's not going to matter. It may look cute on your wall, but it's not going to matter. See, and that's why, this is where our church can, can add value to your life. This is where, because we're just a group of individuals here. There's a lot of wonderful churches in our town. We just happen to be one of them. We're a group of individuals that's serving the Lord, and other people just piggyback. They just get on to what's going on, and as they connect serving the Lord, it brings significance in their life. You heard Pastor Mike earlier say, encouraging people to maybe sign up to, to lead a small group. Well, that's where relationships happen, discipleship happens. Neighbors come to Christ, you know, and you could be this far away from deciding, am I going to give a Wednesday night or maybe a, a, a Thursday lunch? Am I going to give an hour or two of my time each week to doing something significant for the kingdom of God? Because I'll tell you, friend, if you don't make the decision to do something significant, the world is going to catch you up. While I was gone at Christmas, uh, one of my friends told me it rained nine inches at their house. That's a lot of rain, and I could believe it when I came home. I looked in my driveway, and I have to cross a culvert, and it's got some little, you know, I put some little wood there, kind of stacked, kind of cool. The culvert almost washed out. The wood was all in the road because it overflowed. It was so much. And I imagine those swollen creeks. If you can imagine the rushing water as it went into wright patman if you were to throw a stick into that water, it would just rush and carry it along, right? It's not just a little plastic like when you go canoeing in July, you know, you have one little bit of whitewater, maybe 20 feet, and the rest is paddling. No, it's carrying you fast, and that's what life does. That little silly phone that you have in your pocket, as helpful as it is, every time you let somebody send you notifications, it's beeping you when you get a message, beeping you when you get a call, beeping you when you get a Facebook, beeping you on Instant Messer, beeping you on Instagram, I looked at my emails, and this really stressed me out last year. I had over 3,000 in my emails, and I just told them, wipe them all out and let's start over again. It's like, and that's a picture of this river that's around us. And every bit of that river, they want they, they want my time. They want my money. They want my, my passion. And if I'm not careful, I'll wake up. I won't have anything to invest in what matters for eternity, serving the Lord. And my hope for you this morning is that you pause in your life early January and give God place that you can make a difference in the world. So, now, let me, let me get real practical in the last few minutes. How do I know what I'm supposed to do to serve the Lord? How do I know? I mean, how do I find out? Let me give you a couple practical things. And, and the first one's the most important, I think. First, I need to do a heart check. I need to honestly, I honestly look in the mirror and ask myself, am I willing to serve the Lord if it costs me something? Do I want true significance, listen, or am I satisfied where I am? That's a question I've got to pause and think about because it's going to determine my future. The disciples had this same dilemma. Matthew chapter 4, they're, they're fishermen. Jesus is walking along the seashore. He sees Peter and Andrew throwing a net in the water for they fished for a living. They had a life every day. Mr. Peter would go out and catch some, whatever he'd catch in, 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 in uh, the Sea of Galilee, bass or crappie or whatever it was. He'd sell them and he'd bring Miss Peter home and then she'd go to Dillard's to the sale. I mean, that's just that's kind of how, how, how their life worked. He's throwing a net in the water and Jesus said, there's something more. I want to offer you something more meaningful, though your job is important, but something that's a higher caliber. Come follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets, and at once they followed him. Now, how many know Peter went on to write books of the Bible? He went on to lead the church. He was the voice of Christianity in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. But how many know he didn't have to say yes? And when God gives me opportunity, and they don't have to just be big, simple, and profound, like change your career. It could be other things because serving the Lord will cost me a little time and money. How many know that? serving the Lord will take some of uh, 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 my time. It will invade in my personal space. I watch my wife do this all the time, and I, got, I, I, I'm, I just have to hold this girl back. Since, since she got breast cancer, it's like she came face to face with death and realized how fragile life is, and I've only got one life to live. And listen, she's a great mom. She's a great wife. She has some fun. But listen, that girl has given her life to serving the Lord. We, uh, we're off around Christmas. It's an extra day. It's a cool day. So we're sitting in front of a little fireplace insert, you know, and the fire's there and it's kind of warm and you got just some whatever, coffee, hot chocolate, and we're just kind of chilling out. And she gets this phone call and I see tears well up in her eyes. And uh, I, I, I listen to her conversation. It's a little four-year-old boy in our, our church. His name's Eli. And mom had to take him to the hospital. The only problem was the hospital was not in Texarkana. It was in Little Rock. And without even thinking about it, she just said, I'm on my way. Now, now that's, that's costly. She's tired. I'm tired. You're tired. But that step, you say, well, I don't know that that's up my alley. Well, how about this? I have a friend, and, and God blessed them with some extra uh, extra at Christmas. Uh, they paid their tithe. They honored the Lord, but then said, I just feel like God wants me to do some more with this. So they took a, a, another 10% and said, I just feel the Lord leading me to, to help build a church in Haiti. And I don't know how much they knew about what was going on, but, but we'd had people that had been raising money to build a church there, had about two-thirds of the money. And before you know it, here's the other third of it. And now we're ready to write a check for $17,000 to build the first church in the brand-new year. Come on. And it's only January 4th because that's what we do as Christians. We do things that are meaningful and significant that outlive us and outlast us. See, She got another day to take a rest. They still had plenty of money. Are you with me today? But some of my life is deliberately invested in God's eternal kingdom. I can say yes or I can say no when opportunities arise, but I must remember the words of Jesus in Matthew 16 when he said, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit or lose their soul? Now, you don't work your way into heaven. Come on now. We're not earning righteousness. But yet at the same time, it's very clear that when Jesus said, Follow me, following Christ is more than just mental assent to belief in theology following life is, is serving him. Um, that's, and this is the starting place, a heart check. But I don't know about you, but I'm saying yes to Jesus. I'm not going to let the world catch me. I'm not going to let that torrent of life come by. I'm turning off some of the phone beeps. Are you with me today? I'm turning off some of the television, and I'm making a place in my life, come on, to put him first because I want my life to last. Give the Lord a, a good hand today. Here's the second thing. It's simple yet profound. How do I know where to serve the Lord? What what should I do? Well, here's a big one. Spend time with Jesus. It's simple yet profound. Get closer to him, and he'll show you what to do. Luke chapter 6, Jesus is about to make a big decision who's going to be his disciples, who the 12 apostles are going to be. And here's what he did. He goes onto a mountain to pray, and he prayed all night to God. And he called at daybreak. He called together the disciples, and he chose 12 to be his apostles. Well, how many know this is the starting? If you want to know what God wants you to do, you just need to spend a little extra time with him. Listen, if you benefit at all from the messages that I bring for you on the weekends, it's because the first thing I do is not go to sermon.com. The first thing I do is I just start walking around my little prayer circle outside and I just start praying and seeking the Lord, come on, for direction and asking God for that little nudge in the right direction. You don't have to spend all night in prayer, but before you go to work and get ready to make a decision, are you going to hire or fire somebody? Come on now. Turn the radio off 10 minutes between lunch and the workplace and just spend it with Jesus. Come on. Talk to the Lord. Pray in the Spirit. Say, Lord, would you talk to me and help me make the right decision? Draw near to God. This is a promise. It was not just Jesus that drew near to the Father, but the book of James tells us if we come close to God, what will God do? Come close to us. Come close to God. James 1.5 says, if you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. And I'll tell you, friends, this is the starting place for significance, to hear God, to have a sense of his direction, and to connect with grace for whatever the task is. Because some of the things that God may want you to do, you don't have the ability to do it. You don't have the time or the resources, but how many know God has grace for whatever he calls us to do. God can change our hearts. Proverbs 29, listen to the Message Bible. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they're most blessed. Now, what in the world, what, is, what, what, what does that mean? God is a speaking God. And you might know what to, not, not know what to do, but if you're seeking the Lord, he will nudge you in the right direction. We talked earlier about this idea of planting churches, and I began praying about this in the same time frame when people are talking about, you know, money and trips and all that. I woke up one day, and I I began to pray about, Lord, what should we do in this new year? I went to a staff meeting that day, and I shared with them some vision for the future. And I asked two of our staff members who, who were involved in missions, I said, I want you to pray. Get the mind of the Lord for how many churches we should build and how many mission trips we should take and how many water wells that we should, uh, we should endeavor to dig this year. Let's get the mind of the Lord, and then we just start gathering resources and, and, and putting it on the calendar. These conversations are going long. Before you know it, I'm talking to different people. And when I get home that evening, it's all just fallen in place. And what we're doing is we're taking some of what God has given us, come on, and investing it outside of ourselves, and that's where significance will overtake you. Come on, give the Lord a good hand today. He will show you what to do. <laughs> Christianity is not very hard, and, and, and here's the third point. Not only do I need to check my heart, am I willing for God to use me? Because that's huge. Am I willing to be used of God? And, and it's not just big things, you know, giving a bunch of your time and going to the foreign mission. How about, does, would God have the right to maybe take 15 minutes more of your time in the morning to get up and, and pray? M- my wife has, again, got me back on this. We call it prayer on the eights. And we set our little uh, Apple Apple uh, machines uh, we set our phones for 8 in the morning and 8 at night and the alarm goes off and we take time and we pray for the sick either she prays and i listen to her i pray and she listens to me but she's got this whole list and when when people when people have an issue that's going on in their life they get on that prayer list but but we had to give god come on and it is so hard to give god 3 minutes when a good movie is on But if you will give God just a little window, I'll tell you, friends, you could join in a partnership of doing something great for God in a year when God wants you to enlarge your borders and enlarge your tents, not just for more, bigger, and better, come on, but for eternal significance in the kingdom of God. How many? Come on, he's worthy to be praised. Listen, if our heart's willing to say yes and we spend some time with the Lord, we simply need to do what he says. Now, now, whether it makes sense or not, how I many know it didn't make sense when Peter was supposed to get out of the boat? How I many know oh, people, gravity, and all—you that? You can't walk on the water. Well, how I many know oh, you can if Jesus come on is your rock and your foundation? Say yes to him. That's what Mary told uh, told uh, uh, the, the the servants at the first wedding. Do whatever he tells you to do. But if I could give you some pastoral advice, it's not always easy to figure out exactly what God wants us to do. It's much easier for me to try to get the mind of the Lord for somebody else other than instead of me when I've got emotion and time and energy in it. But here's what I say to someone that's genuinely walking after God. If you're seeking God about things to do, just do what grabs your heart. Do whatever your heart is drawn to. Go through open doors and meet needs that are before you. Do what your heart finds to do. Do what grabs your heart. Meet needs. Um, Paul saw this, that, that God would often guide through circumstances. 1 Corinthians 16 says, there's a wide open door for a great work here. And, 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 and it doesn't have to be a, a lightning bolt from heaven or an angelic appearance for me to, to serve the Lord. Are you with me today? If there's a need and it touches my heart, I go for it. I mean, if there's something that I can do, I do it because I can. If there's a need, if, if something just, pull, just just pulls on my heart, maybe that's the way the Holy Spirit's speaking. It doesn't have to be profound and in a big prayer meeting and somebody say, yea, yea, thus saith the Lord. Maybe God just opens a door for us. Uh, I have a friend of mine. He says, guidance is like this. Jesus in Matthew 28 already, already said, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. So I go until he says stop instead of stop until he says go. Because I believe the Bible, it's like driving a car. I mean, listen, how many love green lights when you're driving the car? Yeah. Absolutely. You don't. You don't get ready to go to the light and start slamming on brakes when the light is green. You go, come on now, until it says stop. Three years ago, we were running, we were starting to run out of space in our building, and I heard the Lord as clear as a bell say, "Just start raising money for a building." Didn't say when to start, what to do, or what to build. Just start raising money, and praise the Lord. Today we have eight hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. Because collectively, we hear the Lord, and we're just making steps for him to make a way before us. I believe, friends, we must dream bigger in 2017. I believe that this is a word of the Lord, and you might jot this down as something to meditate on. Is this for me, Lord? And if so, what does it mean? Our series text in Isaiah 54, make your tent bigger. Stretch it out and make it wider. Don't hold back. Can you say that with me? Don't hold back. Make the ropes longer and stakes stronger. Make your tents large, the message Bible says. Spread out and think big. Well, listen, friends, I tell you, it's not enough to dream. It is a time to act. God has given all of us uh, 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 gifts. The Bible teaches in 1 Corinthians 12 that the Holy Spirit has put a deposit into all of our lives. God entrusts all of us with resources and we know now it's up to me. And I'm telling you, friends, there's a wide open door for your life. If you will not allow the river of life to carry you away to get into it, But if you will deliberately start serving the Lord, if you will find ways to put your foot in the water, ways to help, ways to serve, ways to give, just showing up and getting on board, jumping in, I promise you, friend, your life's going to take on a whole new meaning. You're going to find that the Lord blesses the work of your hand, but your life is going to be a blessing to many people. And that's the challenge of 2017. Significance is found in serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, give him a big hand today. He's worthy of our praise. I'm going to close with another video from a church member. Her name is Karen, and uh, she talks about her journey. See, and as I share this video with you, they're about real-life people just like you and just like me who just started hanging out with some other Christians. Nothing special about our church or the name of our church. It's simply people here that love God and hunger for him. And when you get into the river of the life of the community, big things can happen. Take a peek at her story.
0: Hi, my name is Karen Rayfield. I moved here over thirteen years ago. When I came to church on rock, I was broken. Um, I had went through a very hard divorce, um, very abusive divorce. Um, I came here, I was searching, I was looking for something. I was wanting to know if God loved me, if he still cared. Someone invited me to come to Church on the Rock. So remember, keep giving those invitation cards out. Somebody invited me to come here. And when I came here, um, I felt love. I got the word, I got back stronger. I felt like God had a plan for me. He had a purpose for me. And the church is always talking about plan and purpose and God has one for you all. Pastor Linnell had asked me to go on a mission trip with her. And so we went on a mission trip. Um, I went to the mission trip. It changed my life. Um, I found my place. I felt like that's what God wanted me to be. But after several trips, Pastor Linnell had asked me to go on a mission trip with her. Was I ready to go? And I told Pastor Linnell that I have found my place, that um, my mission was here. And that's where we do Church Under the Bridge. We service about 75 families. We do laundry. Um, we do laundry twice a month. There's people that live under the bridge, that live in those tents out there that we actually feed. Um, we feed um, single moms that are having to choose today if they're gonna buy diapers or are they gonna feed their kids. Um, We get the opportunity to service them as well and we service families that are just in need. And God has so graciously given me the opportunity to partner with him. Me and my husband, we get the opportunity to partner with God and we get the opportunity to change lives in the meantime of it. So I know that if you come here and you sit here and you sit under the Word, I know you'll find your place.
6: You ever tried to ride a a bicycle that's not moving? Unless it's a tricycle, you just fall down. You get on that bike and you try everything you can, but it's just... But once you just start a little movement, all it takes is just one foot on one pedal and before you know it you've got your balance and you can turn it any way you want it to go well let me know that's exactly what she said she said i just got on the bicycle i just started coming to church and after i got healed up i just started looking i just jumped in i just went through doors lanelle said come go with me she said okay i'll go there was a knock i read something in the bulletin whatever the case but then as she the, the, the further along she went, it was that nudge of God. And God was able to say, no, here's where I want you to be. And she probably realized that when somebody invited her to go down there. And before she knew it, she had something that most people don't have. She had a heart for homeless people. And she began to go down and see their needs. And before you know it, she's making days to do laundry. And then she began to pray for a place to help provide housing for some of these moms, single moms that have kids, and and they're on the street or almost on the street, and somebody donated a fourplex last year to the church. So we hope to remodel it this year and provide transitional housing. See? So how does all this start? Who knows where it ends up, but it starts by somebody just willing to say yes. Hope, she was back with us, the little baby, you know. Hope got married, you know, a few months ago. Well, she came and she started Furnished by Faith. And before you know it, they tell me, and I was on sabbatical at the time. I was trying to get healed up. And and they said, hey, somebody's uh, giving us a free warehouse. All we just need is liability insurance for it to store all this stuff. And before you know it, it's filled with beds and furniture. And then they'll just go in and, 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 and take a family that God's placed on their heart. Again, that's where it's out. Spend time with God. Find out what God wants you to do. And they answer a prayer to a family and furnish their whole little house or apartment. It do not cost them anything. How does that? That's meaning. That's significance. And that's more important than another dozen decoys. Come on now. That's more important than another turkey tail on the wall. That's eternal. And that, friend, is my message to you today. If you want significance, you'll find it. By serving the Lord Jesus Christ Make place for it And he'll show you what to do Come on, give him a good hand today He's worthy of praise I want you to stand to your feet with me this morning And I want to just take just a minute I'd like to to close in prayer Just again say we're honored to have you There's prayer tonight at 6, 6 to 7 Right here in the sanctuary Friday night with uh, with Abby's worship and prayer seminar Right here at 7 And then Saturday morning at 9 but I want you to just bow your head just a second and I I, I want to ask you a question what is the Holy Spirit saying to you you've so graciously given 30-40 minutes of your time to come and listen to someone open the Bible and talk about something they felt God was speaking to you about significance I want to ask you friend what are you doing with your life I want to ask you perhaps a more profound question Are you willing to make a place for God to do whatever He wants to do through you? Are you willing to just kind of get on that bike and start paddling? Are you willing to go through an open door? Are you willing to answer the tug of your heart? Are you willing to meet a need just because you can? If you want to just offer yourself afresh to the Lord this year in a search for meaning, I want you to slip up your hand to heaven right now. See, this is about lordship, that Christ is not only my Savior, but he's my Lord. And I'm grateful for the blessings. I'm grateful for your provision and what I enjoy. But Lord, I don't want to just go through life having fun. I want my life to have meaning and significance. So, Holy Spirit, shape me on the inside. Give me a kick in the pants if I need it. But I just pray that you help me end up in a place that's making a difference in the world for Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, let me close with one last opportunity for personal prayer. If you're here today and perhaps something in this message has really spoken to you, perhaps you know that the Lord wants you to do something and it's going to be hard to do. You may just want to seal that in prayer because let me know the Bible even teaches that Satan wants to steal the word away from our heart. Remember the parable of the sower that Jesus talked about when the word of God goes forth? The first thing he said was birds of the air come and they devour it." And then he explained what it was. He said Satan comes and steals away God's word. Which means somewhere between the time you leave this place and re-engage the world, everything that you heard and thought about today and every commitment that you made, uh, 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 the devil would like to cause it to be evaporated from your life. Friend, don't let that happen if you want someone to pray with you about anything in the message or anything at all we'd be delighted to pray before we go but there's one special thing I'd like to pray for you today a very personal thing it's the most important thing of the day and it's this it's about your personal relationship with God if you're here today and say pastor I just I just need to get right with God today I don't know if I died today if I go to heaven or hell but I want to know Christ as my Savior I need his forgiveness And I want to commit my life to Jesus today. If that's you, we'd like to pray for you. Would you just slip your hand up real quickly and say, pray for me, Pastor. I want to commit my life to Christ. God bless you, sir, over here. Someone else. God bless you. I saw a hand in the back. God bless you and God bless you. Anyone else today, say, pray for me. I I, I want to commit my life to Christ today. I'll recommit my life. You that lifted your hand, let me encourage you to come on up and meet someone at the cross right over here. They want to pray. That's it. Just slip out of your chair. And if you're making a commitment of your life to Christ, give them one more big hand. If you're committing your life to Christ, you want to get your life right with God. You've got away from God. Someone will meet you at the cross. Otherwise, our prayer team is coming to the front, and they'll pray with you about anything. Please just come for prayer. We're going to sing one song and then dismiss. I love you. Thanks for being here.
2: I think you're like, oh, but I hear the tender whisper of loud, the dead of night and you take i